Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast. Here we go. Restoration Church Life podcast exists to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church as we go about the work of making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ right here in Washington, D.C. and beyond. And speaking of making disciples, that's what this podcast is about. So the mission of the church is right there in that uh, definition, that mission statement of Restoration Church, baked right there. The mission of the church, I would argue, the elders of our church would argue, is to make disciples. There's a thousand things that she could do and might do, but the thing that she must do, that she was designed to do, was to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. And I have with me a very special guest. Uh, I have known this person for don't don't talk how many years put use your fingers uh, no it's got to be 20 years yeah a little less than 20 years because that's I've been married for 20 years so uh, I've known this person for a little less than uh, 20 years probably seven 18 years uh, he's a male he <laughs> he is uh, let's see he lives in Maryland <laughs> <laughs> he uh, um, lives in Maryland. He's a male. I've known him for uh, under 20 years. Um, he's married to a woman by the name of Elizabeth. Um, and he has two children. So why don't you go ahead. Now, if you're wondering who this is, go ahead and introduce yourself. That is correct. What's your it name? It is Joey. Been quite a while since I've done one of these podcasts because when you restarted, I said, I got enough to do. You have to run with it. Yep. And brother, you have done a capable job of releasing these and getting them out. So kudos to you. All right. Well, here we go. What we're going to do today is we just want to give you um, a number of ways in which Restoration Church is equipping you, Restoration Church, to make disciples. We want to just talk through all of the different avenues, the little byways and highways to equip you to do the work of making disciples. You going to say something? I was just going to say, this is all you talk about, man. Making disciples. You're probably probably going to say, come to church. That's probably a way to make disciples. There we go. And there's the first one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first way in which we are equipping you. uh, And by the way, we're thinking about fall of 22, Joey. Yes. Just this fall. Yep. Now, we could probably talk about things. So just this fall, fall of 2000. But much of these rhythms will be just the bread and butter of our church. Yeah, go on. You'll see that as we walk through them. I've got a few. One, two. Anyway, it doesn't matter. i got a, about eight or ten here, or seven or eight here. So the first one is, you've already mentioned it, corporate gatherings. So, so Nathan, really? So I was going to ask you the question. <laughs> no. Uh, how do... I know that's what we come to worship, yeah. but how does this equip me to make disciples? Yeah. So you've got all the different elements, right? So... Um, I mostly do the preaching. So preaching is the, probably the most obvious one, which is equipping them, right? So How? How does that equip them, though? By explaining the Bible to them, pointing them to the gospel, and then calling them to apply that word and that gospel to their lives, both corporately, familially, individually, all the different elements. The preaching of the word is the main course, the main diet, uh, every single week, such that if you regularly frequently miss that course, that main meal, as you're going to be, doesn't mean it's not the, it's, you need more meals than that one, but you're going to be less healthy if you don't get that main 
uh, time of preaching of the word each week. But there's other elements in which we're discipling, Joey. You spend time on that each week. What are those? I think the other main elements that come to mind immediately would be singing, praying, and fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. So I think I think singing helps us because it reminds us, it connects truth to emotion in maybe in ways that other things don't. Uh, praying, obviously, uh, as, I, as I say, our, our, our prayers ought to rise and ring. That is, they rise before the throne of God, but then they ring in each other's ears. Mm-hmm. And so prayer is one of those things that's often caught and not just taught. And so as we pray together, I'm learning how to pray. Mm-hmm. And then I can go pray with others. Uh, and then just the fellowshipping before and after service, asking one another, how are you encouraged today? Was there a particular part of scripture that was helpful to you? Want to get together this week and talk about it over coffee? Yeah. Those types of things. One of my, I say often, one of my post, most important hours of my week is the hour after church, yep. where, where I'm just sort of going around afterwards and we're just talking about what we just experienced. So we are going to act like we did something for the past hour and a half. That's right. Yep. I told my daughters just too long ago, they asked me why I stay so long after church sometimes. I said, that is the second most important hour of my week. Yep. The first being the hour just before, yep. the second being because it's a natural place for us yep. to connect and pray and serve and care for one another in that time. So, so many other things that go on in Carpet Guys. By the way, we also do confessions like we do Apostles' Creed from time to time where we're reminding each other truths. That's the most important one. Corporate gatherings, week in, week out. This semester we're going, next semester we're going through the book of Kings, learning lots of stuff there. But also community groups. Talk to us about those, Joseph. Community groups exist to help us mature in Christ, mutually care for one another, and as a place for and to be sent out on mission. And so uh, following Jesus is is personal but it's not private and so these groups are where we get the text of scripture and talk about it more get prepared for the next gathering so we come ready to eat we also pray together and fellowship and a time of encouragement and accountability and so i'm being equipped and served but also equipping and serving others in that time as we try to ephesians 4 help each other mature to the fullness of christ uh in that time so yeah, Ephesians 2 talks about how we're, God has prepared good works. So we think about even in community groups, the ways in which that is kind of a definable community to give that mutual care, which there's a form of discipleship and equipping, right? In the sense that it's showing the hands and feet of Christ when people need to move or people are sick and we're caring for them or whatever the case may be. All right, that's community groups. Also, thirdly, third little avenue in the life of our church for equipping fall 2022 is our monthly prayer gatherings. In what way are those equipping? We kind of answered this a little bit. Uh, well, I'll come back and hit on one that's both at the, the uh, corporate gathering and that Sunday evening gathering, the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Right. So much of that is, is reminding us who Christ is, what He's done. You mean that's not just a ritual we do? It is not. Is it? I mean, you mean, is, I thought that if I took the Lord's Supper, I could like have get really good on my sales reports the next week. It's like a little magic Pretty potion. sure that's not it how it works. Oh, okay. Uh, but it is, it is equipping us to remember who Christ is, what He's done, equipping us to think of heaven, that this is a foretaste of what is to come. Mm-hmm. It's equipping us to look around at the brothers and sisters. Maybe there's a, there's a division of bitterness that I need to work out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of God's built-in ways uh, to invite us to look at ourselves and then look at Christ that we might feast upon Him. So that's one of the ways the Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Lord's uh, Supper is so important. Gosh, the older I get, the more I see importance yeah. of the so, Lord's Supper. Yeah. I did that one. So other ways, how, how does, how does the, 
to the ministry updates, Nathan, that yeah. we do on Sunday evenings. So, How does that equip us to make disciples? Yeah, it helps us aware of all those other little more byways and highways, off to, even further off to the edges of the life of the church. Uh, by you know Christian Legal Aid, Whitney gets up and shares how that's going, and Christy Coster talks about DC 127 and what's going on there, and ways to serve there, to you know Mission Muffins and the ways that people are going out there, and how Connor and the guys are going out on Mondays and just sharing the gospel in Tenley Circle, and then we spend time in prayer for those. So it's equipping in the sense that it's helping us know the different ways in which members of our church are serving, and it's also equipping in that we learn from other people's prayers, right? Uh, I hear other people pray that teaches me how to pray. Yeah, which again is a little bit different than a Sunday morning because Sunday morning, though we do have other people pray, it's maybe three or four. Yep. Whereas on a Sunday evening, you could have easily a dozen or more different people praying together yep. uh, and learning from each other. And we'll yep. normally get about a 10 to 12 minute little sermonette from a brother on a text. It's typically, I'll assign a text that is opposite of the of the of the testament that we're in so right now we're in the book of kings and so i'll typically this semester will uh have them preach from some short passage in the new testament uh where we can just sit and meditate on that this coming october will be one step away so looking at you dylan coster okay so uh that's sunday evening first sunday night of every month from 5 to 6 15. also we sing too which is yep. more equipping there yes okay good uh fourth thing this is an announcement. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. This is a new one. You didn't know about this. Well, this is you've known about this ministry. It's kind of a new ministry in our church, equipping ministry. We've been calling them. I literally came up with this on the fly, and it's stuck so far. Dinner and doctrine. We feed you food. That's kind of equipping your bodies. <laughs> yeah. But we also will teach you for about 45 minutes. In this case, it'll be easily an hour. Yeah. So, so what, what you did this, we've done this, what, two or three times? We've done this twice now. Okay. Yeah, so this will be the third. Yeah. yeah. The first one, we walked through the book of Mark together. The last one, we talked about steadfast. How is it we remain steadfast? Uh, and so this one, though, is on a very uncontroversial topic. <laughs> Biblical sexuality. So we're going to take four meetings on Dinner and Doctrine, that'll start October the 26th, Wednesday nights. Uh, probably like, we'll probably do 6.15 to 7.30. to 7.30. Yeah, dinner will be served, and uh, we'll probably get up and do some teaching, so it's a good time of fellowship there. We're gonna be doing Biblical Sexuality, four weeks, starting October the 26th, Wednesday nights, uh, from October 26th, November the 2nd, November the 9th, November the 16th. It's a great time together. Good informal atmosphere. Yet at the same time, we're doing some teaching. Joey, walk us through what we're going to do in yes. those four meetings. So the, the first week will be just worldview. So we all come at these issues with a worldview. Uh, and so We're not neutral. That's right. None of us are. And so understanding what a worldview is, how it works, why we should pay attention to it, those types of things. And then from there, the second week, we'll talk about the beauty of... Um, sex, gender, and marriage. Uh, then the third week, we'll talk about the brokenness of sexuality. And then in the fourth week, we'll talk about the brokenness of gender. And so that's where we will be spending our time. So we'll okay. give you some physical food and then we'll feed you some spiritual food to help yes. us navigate uh, what is an ever encroaching um, ideology in the world in which we live to try to equip you guys to think biblically about these things and not just receive 
the worldly counsel that is pressing so hard in us. Okay, that's dinner and doctrine that's coming up. All right, next one is the men's retreat. Men's it's another retreat. way in which we are equipping. When is the men's retreat? When, men's retreat is September the 30th. It's in just over, just under two weeks. Yep. Uh, Friday night and then Saturday, kind of half day, kind of three quarters of a day, Saturday. Uh, our brother Justin Perry, our sister church down in Tampa is coming in. He's gonna help us think about applying the gospel. Uh, quick story, I was, we were sitting in a meeting, Joey, you and I, with, and I asked some guys, the pastors and these guys, and there's about 10 of them in the room, how their churches were, they thought it being able to think biblically and how to apply the gospel and to pray. And the one that came in, it, this was a bit of a surprise to me, the one that all of them said they thought their churches would be the weakest in was what? Applying the gospel. Applying the gospel, yeah. Just learning how to apply the gospel. Not just know Jesus died for my sins, but like how do I, how does that help me navigate my life and the things that I value? So Justin's gonna come in and he's gonna help us apply the gospel to how we see ourselves, to how we view the world, how it changes our relationships. How does the gospel inform those things? This brother is an absolute master physician at this stuff. He's such a good pastor. He speaks very pastorally. He'll be fun and uh, we'll also do a, a uh, this is not equipping, but we'll do some cornhole tournaments and do some more fellowship stuff. Yeah. So that's the men's retreat, September 30th. Please sign up. And just on that, the, while the women don't have a retreat this fall, they do have a couple of events. Uh, I know, I don't know the exact date. Forgive me, Catherine, but talk to Catherine about some fellowship events that the ladies are going to do that naturally leads to these types of things as well. Great. So. All right. Next, Joey, I know you've yeah. put a lot of work into this youth group. Uh, we're going to yes. be starting some, cat we're going to catechize. You know what You know what the word catechize means at uh, the end of the day? It's, you know, it sounds like, like a caterpillar. <laughs> it sounds like, like it's something that morphs into that is, something. It just means to teach. Um, that was hard. To teach. So, yeah, the, the youth group, uh, myself, uh, and then Daniel and Jesse. Jesse's just done a lot of work on this as well. Uh, helping us come up. We've not found a curriculum, believe it or not, that we've just loved. And so we do what we always do and say, we're just going to write our own. And so we are now using a catechism uh, the first and third Sunday to disciple the youth. And so we have a number of our members that are that are a part of that, that are dedicating their time to make disciples to, and to equip the youth with some of the essentials of the faith that they can go make disciples as well. Uh, and be rooted in Christ. And the way the catechism normally works is, right, you it's ask a, a question. It's a question. It's a, it's a specific question with a memorized answer. So this past week, the question, who is a Christian? Answer, a Christian is anyone who keeps repenting and keeps trusting in Jesus alone for salvation. And then they map that onto Romans 10, 9 and 10 to show one place we're getting it from in Scripture. Love it. This is something, by the way, brothers and sisters, that the church has done for centuries that is kind of falling out of practice in the, yeah. much of the 21st century church. Yeah. But uh, So we're actually just trying to do what the church has been doing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a fantastic opportunity for the youth. They're going to be equipped. But also, we should mention what happens on Sunday mornings to other kids. Restoration kids. Equipping. So we got... 40 or 50 kids and they're being discipled by who? The members of our church. Amen. Thank God for you, service. We just added another class. We did. That, what was it? Was it 15 new people that signed up? To I think serve? so. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just talking to Lauren this morning. About it. So encouraged by you guys in that. So encouraged. Amen. Yeah. So a lot of discipling thing. and equipping happen. You want to be equipped to make disciples? Go get one of those lessons and try to put it in the language for children and you will be stretched. Gosh, so and then you'll be able to talk to your coworkers and your classmates yes. and your neighbors yes. uh, in those ways. And it so is it, not the JV team. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, if you can learn how to teach clearly and faithfully to youth and to children, man, you will be a fantastic teacher to adults. Uh, good. All right. Youth group and Restoration Kids. All right. Next, we are going to have this upcoming Sunday. So this will be uh, this is 24, uh, 25th. 25th. Uh, 25th. This coming Sunday, the 25th, I'm going to do another little lunch after um, service on Sunday, and we'll just take an hour. I'll feed you some pizza. You'll get some whatever leftover waters and cokes are sitting down in there in the refrigerator, <laughs> and I might go buy you some more Oreos like I did for this last week. Maybe. And if you run out of water, there's a water fountain. <laughs> That's so exactly right. That. Yeah. So, and all I'm going to do in that is just I want we try to uh, we want to help you understand the biblical command to make disciples. Just sort of we'll look at that. Just where is the call from Christ and from His Word that if you're a Christian, you this is what you do. You help other people follow Jesus, and then we'll walk through what it might look like. Uh, what does it look like to make the make disciples? And then I'll give uh, uh, I'll kind of walk through our what I call our disciple making plan, and then I'll just answer questions about how to do this. Uh, how what you know? I'll share a little bit of what I do, what I have done. Uh, I'd love to hear for those that are there what they have done. So we'll walk through the biblical commands. We'll give some a kind of clear map, and we'll give some examples, and then uh, learn from each other, and then we'll spend some time in prayer just briefly so that we would be a church that are making disciples. And the cool thing about this is, is whoever shows up, guess what? That means they're probably interested in meeting up. Yes. So that might, if you're looking for somebody to disciple you or you to disciple others, then hop on over to that class. That'll be this Sunday after church from like 12.30 to 1.30. Uh, should be a good, fun time together. All right, uh, here's another one mm-hmm. that is kind of on, not on the radar as such. There's no calendar, Joey. So this, this happens all the time, and there's no link on the website to it. There's no announcement about it, and yet it happens all the time, unseen. What is that? Our own personal discipling in the everyday course of our lives. Yeah, which is what we're, I'm going to try to equip us to do on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so talk so, about that. So sometimes it's, it, it can be a bit more formal. So for example, Catherine just sent an email to all the women, and I forget how many signed up, but she kind of paired them together and said, hey, read a book. Read a book of the Bible, do something, help you other follow Jesus. So that was kind of formal, but then she said, go, go help you other follow Jesus. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, and then in our own lives, think about how many coffees and breakfasts and shared meals and all that. Now, just because you share a meal with somebody doesn't mean you're discipling. But if you intentionally try to help each other follow Jesus. There's a definition for right? discipleship. In that time, you're helping to follow Jesus. Maybe you do read a book together. Maybe you discuss the sermon, the text, the you pray. That can be a form of discipling that's just happening. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, it's like a, a mosaic. There's all these brushstrokes mm-hmm. that just come together and form a beautiful picture. That should be the web and the mosaic of the members of the church. They're just helping each other follow Jesus yeah. in their lives. Yeah, that's happening all the time. And it may not even, you never even pick up a book, right? You think about this, the discipleship plan of every church. 1,000 years ago, right? They didn't have all these books and things. To, they, a lot of them didn't even have Bibles. They didn't have personal Bibles. So yes. they were meditating on the yeah, Word. Meditating on the Word and talking about it and applying it to each other's lives. So it might just be people, you know, I know my wife takes these walks with gals all the time and I know that they're checking in on each other and praying for each other. That's discipleship. And guys, that happens all the time. It needs to happen even more. Uh, and so that's a ministry of our church and the, and the church, Restoration Church, kind of uh, is the uh, is the fountain that kind of floods that down 
uh, to the valley of where this is happening. But that goes back to even like things, how corporate gatherings connect into all this. So we're at church on Sundays, we're gathering, I meet somebody, they're having a hard time and they want to talk about something. Hey, let's take a walk this week. And so these, these webs and avenues naturally flow into one another as we walk this out together. Uh, we're all learning something together through the book of Kings, and, yeah. right? Talking about it in community groups. And so there's personally discipling relationships can be happening alongside of those. Yeah, so yeah, that's happening all the time. Well guys, that's just a few. I have one more that I have been thinking about and praying about, and uh, I'm still not at 100% confident. So I'm just gonna tease you a little bit with it. It may or may not happen, so you can pray for me. So I'm sitting at, at about the five yard line, Joey. I've marched all the way down the field, and I think- But you're I'm like gonna... Tennessee and you can't get in the end zone. No, no, we've been getting it in zone a lot this year. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll punch it in. You know, I just wanna make sure and kind of hear from the Lord about that. So if you hear about something else that pops up in the next week or two, this is what I'm talking about. But yet, I'm not confident enough. Just, I wanna hear from the Lord on this uh, a little bit more, and I'll offer that. It'll be kind of, if we do it, it'll be kind of a couple month, couple times a month uh, kind of thing. So uh, anyway, guys, that's just a few of the things that Restoration Church is working, giving you some highways and byways to equip you for the work of ministry, to help you make disciples, which is, as Joey said, to intentionally help other people follow Jesus from corporate stuff to kind of small group stuff to individual stuff. And that's happening every week. And this is critical to the life of a Christian. So I know you like to try to keep these short and you've done a yes. good job of that. Yeah. Kudos to you. But 20 minutes and I, 56 seconds. I know, I know. Go. But here, what, we talk about this a lot and I kidded, but why did you feel the burden to do this topic now in the life of our church? Why now? Give me a brief, give them like why this yeah. might be important now. Well, I think part of it is because we have so many new people. So we just want to orient them to all the different things happening that they may not be aware of. Two, for the people that have been around, I think it's easy. One of the, one of the things that we've been, I've been noticing through this SBC conversation is the things that kind of can, if you've been here for a while, you just kind of forget to see. It's like the wallpaper, right? You just forget looking at it. So that's the second reason. Uh, but the third reason is, is we want to have a culture of discipling such that it's normal for people to be meeting together, having meals together, taking walks together to help people follow Jesus. And that culture of discipling is just hard in our, at our church and our setting because one, we have a lot of people coming, moving in and out. So we have a kind of 20, 30% of the church is kind of constantly moving through. So that makes it difficult to have a culture of discipling. Secondly, right now, especially, we have a lot of people with really full plates with new marrieds and new kids and full-time jobs. And so it's easy to lose that culture of discipling. And so there's a couple reasons why I think, uh, there's three reasons, I just gave you three reasons. New people, kind of folks that have been around that maybe forget some of these things, and three, uh, because of the busyness of people's schedules, just wanna highlight these things so we get back on the work. Very yeah. good. Good. All right, so guys, that's uh, how we are endeavoring to equip you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ right here in Washington, D.C. There are probably other things that I'm not even mentioning here, but those are just a few that we've highlighted. It's really fun when you slow down and think about it. I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot of work uh, to be going on in the life of this church amongst roughly 140 members. Pretty amazing, but it's all happening with happy hearts and hope in heaven. Guys, we love you. Thank God for you. Joey, any final words? Love you. All right, peace out.